0: Hi, my lovely listeners. I am on a guest episode today. I have the lovely Claudia Campbell on the other side of the screen and on the other side of the microphone. Um, I already gave her the rundown as far as uncensored goes. I know I say that every single guest episode, but I think it's important. So no editing, same chatty, chill vibes over here today. Um, This is just such an exciting episode. I've been dying to speak to Claudia, and it just feels like such a blessing. And I know that you guys will love this conversation. So, Claudia, thanks for joining us. If you want to give a little introduction as to who you are, we're so happy to have you here. Thank you so much for having me on the podcast.
1: Um, I love everything you're doing here. I started following you a few weeks ago, and I just absolutely love your feed. It just, I mean, it brings me so much joy to my day. But yes, my name is Claudia Campbell. Um, I'm actually a senior in high school, so everyone thinks that I'm older than I am. Everyone thinks I'm in my 20s, but I'm actually still a senior in high school, and I'm an influencer on TikTok, Instagram, a little bit on YouTube, but yeah, I just, I, I would say I'm definitely, like, your average golden retriever type of girl, very adventurous. <laughs> I love dreaming big. I'm also very, like, empathetic, big-hearted, um, I really like diving into almost, like, self help stuff, always trying to better myself, which is why I love your podcast, everything about it. I just think it's amazing. But I mean, yeah, I guess that's just a little bit about me. I that's yeah, I, I think that'd be
0: it. <laughs> I love that. Um, and I think how you describe yourself so accurately matches the content that you produce. Mm-hmm. So you can totally tell like I was just so quick to jump on asking you to be on the show because I feel like you're truly living out who you were made to be Mm -hmm. authentically. Um, And I have you on the podcast today, I'll tell everyone listening to talk about leadership, Mm -hmm. because like you said, golden retriever vibes, big dreams. Um, And I think for only not say not to say only like in a minimizing way, but just like you're so young. Mm -hmm. And I was telling Claudia, um, before the podcast started, like, I just feel like I see so much of myself and you and I am just so thankful that you're walking out your calling at such uh, a young age. You know, it may not be the popular thing to do, but I think the work that you're producing is wonderful and so meaningful. So we have Claudia on the show to talk about leadership today and how to walk out in your calling and confidence um, and just really walk out the dreams that you have on your heart. Uh, So yeah, thanks for the little intro. (laughs) Thank you. No, I love it. And I love, yeah, I, I am
1: young, but I would say it's definitely taken me a second to be confident in who I was. But Mm. I think that definitely my upbringing, definitely the family I was raised in, always just instilled like this confidence in me. And so always never really doubted like, oh, if you want to do that, like go ahead and do it. Mm. But that doesn't mean that I was always confident. I think sometimes people think, oh, you're just naturally born with confidence. But it was definitely a skill I had to work on. It was definitely something that, it, it did not just come natural to me. Um, but I am happy that I'm here today. And even though I'm young, hopefully, maybe there's some younger people out there who can relate with me a little bit.
0: <laughs> I love that. And yeah, confidence, I feel it's definitely a skill. It's something that when you practice it, then it gets easier over time. Um, and I know, obviously, it can have a lot to do with our upbringing and who we're surrounded by in our day to day, even just like, people at school, like the community that we have over there um, with, you know, there's like bullying that goes on, things that happen that don't really bring us up. But I think you come to a certain point where you have to say, okay, I have to do this because it's my life and I have to take ownership and responsibility over it. Um, So I just want to ask you, when did that kind of switch flip? Why do you feel it's important to dream big and chase after the things that were planted on your heart?
1: Oh, I love this question. So I'm a I'm a big dreamer. I think a lot of my friends know that I am a huge dreamer. Um. Basically, I would say that I've had big dreams ever since that I was little, right? And I would chase them in my own ways. And as I got older, I realized that whenever you have a big dream... And whenever you're a person who's like, okay, I'm going to go chase that dream, there are going to be people who kind of laugh at you. Who There will be pushback. There will be people who mm-hmm. say, like, no, you can't chase that dream. And I find that this is just – and this is a little rabbit trail, but I find that when people say that – Go down the rabbit trail. <laughs> I love it. Okay. <laughs> um, I find that when people do that pushback, when people say – oh, that dream, like you really want to do that? Uh, typically, it's out of intimidation because whenever you're serious about a dream and pursuing it, they've had dreams before. Everybody has dreams, but not everyone is willing to take the risk and take the steps to pursue it or to say, hey guys, this is my dream. So I would say, and I remind me of your question again because I want to make sure I get it right.
0: So just how um, how do you feel, it's Im- like when did the flip switch when you realize it's important? And like you, so in this, in this sense, like, how do you kind of minimize those voices of other people or even internal thoughts, you know, just saying like, you're not qualified for this. You can't do this because X, Y, Z. So when did that, how do you, how did you finally realize that it was important? Like, Hey, I have to go after the dreams. Okay.
1: Okay. Yes. That's what I thought you said, but I just wanted to make sure. So there's a really (laughs) cheesy quote that I came across. I want to say late middle school years, early uh, high school years, and it said, shoot for the moon and you'll land among the stars. Mm-hmm. And I absolutely love that. As cheesy as it may be, as Pinterest quote as it may be, I absolutely love it because what it reminded me is not every dream that you're going to dream is going to take you where you thought it was going to take you. But if you aim mm-hmm. high, then somehow along the way, even if you don't make it, even if you you end up at a different place than you aimed, you will still be farther along than if you didn't aim high at all. And so I think I think that was the first, one of the things that kind of shifted my mindset. I think the other thing is just like growing up, I didn't really feel like I had a lot of limits on like, oh, I can't do this. Or like, oh, like in my mind, I saw so many people in their lives doing things that they hated doing. And I just thought to myself, I don't want to be one of those people. Like, if I'm one of those right. people, it won't be from a lack of trying. It won't be because I did everything I possibly could and I I didn't do it. But I think that there was another one of those, like, weird Pinteresty dreams, whatever it was, like, quotes. And it said, um, I think it said, it said something about dreams and now it obviously left my, my mind. Yes. Yes. It said die, (laughs) die with memories, not regrets. That's what it was. And I absolutely loved it because I just thought of all these people in my life that I knew who would be like, oh, well, I want to do this, but it'll never happen. I want to do this and it'll never happen. And I think my mindset always said, well, why, why won't it? Like people were like, oh, I I wish I could go to Italy, but it'll never happen. And in my brain, I was just going, well, why can't it? Like, Mm. like it may not happen right now, but that doesn't mean you can't try to make it happen in a year, try to make it happen. And so I think for me, it was just kind of this mindset of, I get to choose the life that I live, I get to be the one who decides if I'm happy or not, if I'm obviously circumstances do decide, right. But I get to be the one who decides, okay, this is this is a desire that I've had in my heart, am I going to chase it? Or am I just going to choose the easier option? Right. And I, Mm -hmm. I think that, this is a main thing too. Whenever you have a dream, even if it's little and you accomplish it, then it gives you more self-like satisfaction. It gives you more of this belief that, oh, I can do a bigger dream. Like you start to, you start to get more almost faith in, for me, like faith in God of, okay, if I believe that this is a desire he's put in my heart, if I do that little thing and I accomplish it, then oh my goodness, he's so going to do this next thing because I remember when he did this last thing for me. And so I would say dream big because it it costs you nothing and it gets you excited and it's Mm -hmm. something that gets you out of bed in the morning. I'm just a big proponent of dreaming big because sometimes we don't really know where we're going in our life. And especially as younger people, it's easy to go, oh no, I don't know where I'm going in my life. But in reality, it's like, okay, and and some people, because of that fear, they don't want to dream at all, because they're afraid of disappointment, they're afraid of failure. But sometimes if you you dream something, and then you chase that dream, you find out that what you wanted all along wasn't really that thing, but it was something that pursuing that Mm -hmm. thing led you to. Sometimes you have to take that trail so you can find the rabbit trail that leads you to where you actually want to go
0: yeah that it wow that was so good I definitely resonate that with that 100% and especially the part about where you say like um now I'm losing what you said but um hold on give me a second (laughs) oh when people are like well I just can't do that so I even though it's a dream like why would I go after it that I think is such a wall for a lot of people because we're taught that we have to you know put this first or that first or something else first or we have to be this person and not that person um, especially I think in like high school college years like we have all these commitments that we've committed ourselves yeah. to and one thing I love about post-grad life after college is like I just feel like I have abundance of freedom I to love go in it. any direction because I'm not under the guidance of professors yes. or, and I love school so <laughs> That wasn't like limiting for me, but I can see where that would be for some people. But why is that our default to default to, oh, I just can't like who, to- who told us that we can't. Yeah. Um, so it's like, I think partly uncovering that, but then also taking a look at the little aspects in your life. And there's a verse, I I believe it's in Luke. Uh, it's like, he who will be faithful and little can be, Ooh, or he who can good. be trusted and little can be trusted in much. Um. So it's like, if you speak over your life, like, oh, I can't make my bed bed in the morning. I don't have enough time. Then obviously when you get to those big dreams, if you say, oh, I would want to write a book, but I just, then your default is going to be, I don't know how, I'm not smart enough. I don't have the resources. So it's like when you continually pour into yourself and everyone around you, the community around you to speak life, because as much when you speak life to yourself, you're speaking like to others, you're lifting up yourself and your entire community to be encouraged, to do the things that you're, are called and able to do um and I think like the little things really also plays a big part because it's like if you tell yourself you can't do something small that is actually very much within your capability to do um even something challenging like let's say you're going on a run and you're like really trying to get to three miles, but at mile two and a half you're like, oh, I just can't like can you right or, like, <laughs> like you know what I mean. Mm-hmm. Like, what actually is stopping you and i know that there's a lot of factors and things but that's why it matters so much you pour your heart into things and like you ask for guidance like asking god for everything like asking for him to be involved in your day-to-day so that you know truly what you are and aren't supposed to go after and i think having that clarity and moving forward helps you to actually pursue the dreams the big things on your heart um because then you're, you see how God has been faithful, how you have been faithful to walk out in the little things. And then you're able to get to those big steps and you're able to get to the point where you're like, yeah, I actually can mm-hmm. do that thing. Mm-hmm. Like who is stopping me? Right. Um. Like you said, like your default is yes, I can. Mm-hmm. You're like, you know, and I think that is probably, <laughs> I mean, me in high school, I, I had to have, yes, I can, like as a wallpaper mm-hmm. on my phone to remind myself every day that like, mm-hmm. I actually like I can do like everything. Um, so, yeah, So I just think I kind of went on a rabbit hole myself. But
1: no, I, <laughs> I love I love what you were saying. There was something there that I thought I really grabbed a hold of. And you're talking about speaking life. And one of my favorite my, another one of my favorite quotes. I'm a quote person um, by Lisa mm-hmm. Bevere. She said one time on her podcast, she said, sometimes you need to stop listening to yourself and you need to start speaking mm-hmm. to yourself. And that was a quote that that I just thought, that's gonna change my life forever, right? And so that's phenomenal. Say it again. (laughs) I sometimes you need to stop listening to yourself and start speaking to yourself. And I just thought, yes, like that is that is so true because I want to say that there is some study that said whenever you say something like 10,000 times, then it becomes a belief. And I just think mm-hmm. so often, even if it's not that, y'all can fact check me, but whenever you say something a certain amount of times, it becomes a belief. And so often our brains just jump to the negative and like those 10,000 times can go by a lot faster than you think. But I'm just curious, like I know for me, if you, if you think about that, those anxious thoughts those times, because sometimes I get very anxious those things or that stress mm. point of, oh, I need to do this. Oh, I need to do this. Like, it even wakes you up in the night, right? And then what yeah. happens, like, you, you keep thinking you're nervous about that thing until your mind is on it, and so you end up getting it done. But what happened if if you would give that sort of brain space to the things that you actually cared about and you actually wanted to do? Like, yeah. there are people who say, oh, Claudia, like, I just, I really want to write a book, but I just, I can't even, I can't write a book. I don't even know how, I don't need, even know the first thing about publishing, And I would tell them, okay, well, first step is just research it. Like, just spend 30 minutes researching what's the first step. Spend 30 more minutes. And you know what? You might feel like, because sometimes, I know this is me, when I have a mountain of work in front of me, I don't really want to climb it. And I just think of all of the negative thoughts that come with it and go, oh, no, like, I'm afraid to climb it. I'm afraid to actually confront this. But everything that I've done, even my video editing, the things that I've taught myself Whenever I started out video editing, I knew literally nothing, right? But what I yeah. would say is, okay, I'm going to dedicate this hour. And in an hour, I'm going to be an hour like an hour smarter than I exactly. was an hour ago, right? Like, I'm yeah. going to be more knowledgeable if I just spend 30 minutes or an hour. And then in a week, whatever, I would know that skill. I would have it. But what if we kind of chose to use our brain space and instead of, oh, no, like, what, what would happen if we don't? if we coupled it with a thought that said, wait a second, like, what if I could do this? What if I'm actually could start a podcast? What if I actually because I just wonder for you, like, was there a time where you kept putting off starting a podcast that you really wanted to do? And then did you start like, did it come naturally? Or did you kind of have to make yourself start
0: that podcast? So I think for me, it was because me and my dreams, if I don't speak them out loud to someone, or if I don't put pen to paper and start getting to work, it's just gonna like harbor in my heart and that's gonna be it. Mm-hmm. And it's not even at, for the podcast at least, at that time, it wasn't even like me saying, no, I can't. It was just like, nah, another time. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And I remember being in therapy at the time, I was like, oh yeah, like one day, like I'll I'll do all these things. And she was like, why one day? Why not like right now? Oh, I love that. And I was like, huh. And I didn't really have an answer for her at a time. And at that time in my life I think I was still dependent on like not validation from other people but it was just like that encouragement um I relied heavily upon it I'm I can happily say like I no longer need that and I go after the, but it was a very common struggle mm-hmm. and it was something that I had to learn my way out of but for me one day my friend was like because I'm the advice friend mm-hmm. I think I've heard you say this on your TikTok <laughs> yes also, I am know, too like, I am too I get it um And one day my friend was like, Emily, you should start a podcast. And she said it so nonchalantly. But to me, I was like, no way. Like, I've been wanting to do this. So then waited a little bit. And then I was like, you know what? I'm ready. And I just kind of went for it. And that whole, because I love, so tying in two things that you said, right? There's one aspect that requires, like, the action. Like, you see a mountain of work in front of you, but, like, take it one step at a time. Mm -hmm. Like, dedicate intentional 30 minutes to researching. and then and another intentional hour to do the first step but then there's also the way that we speak to yourself and I love that quote I'm now that's my new favorite I know yeah um (laughs) and I always for the past like year and a half have been like quote-unquote like gentle parenting myself because (laughs) as an adult like navigating early adult life I by nature want to figure things out on my own, right? Mm-hmm. I am still heavily dependent on my mommy and daddy, mm-hmm. but <laughs> I like to take big girl charge of things. And sometimes I like to, you know, be like, okay, why do I why am I overwhelmed about a to-do list with four things on it? Yeah. Like it's not that big of a deal. So when I gentle parent myself, I give myself choices, right? Mm-hmm. If there's that whole <laughs> and I don't have children so I don't know if this actually works or not but you know I see like oh give them choices mm-hmm. don't say it's time to put your shoes on and giving them the opportunity to say no you say like it's time to put your shoes on I, you can either wear the velcro sneakers or the the tie sneakers it. whatever so I kind of adopt that mindset to myself and be like okay like while well, I'm paralyzed in fear paralyzed in self doubt like I can't sit here that's not healthy for me that's not living out who I'm created to be mm-hmm. so I can give myself a choice I can either like take 30 minutes and research this topic or I can like create a a to-do list so I can do it tomorrow and then actually show up for myself and do it. So I think in part that um, speaking and action totally go hand in hand. um, And that helps you get over that mountain because to a toddler putting her shoes on might seem like a mountain Mm -hmm. that they have to climb. Mm -hmm. But I feel like when you're spoken to the right way and you're given choices, then it makes it almost easier and make it seems like like you're able to actually do the work then. Mm -hmm. Um, So yeah, I don't know about, I mean, I know if you said like you, um, before we started talking, like you kind of, I don't know if you blew up, if you went viral, if that's how you kind (laughs) of got your influencer title, or if it was something that you worked toward, like even just like having the boldness to talk about the things that you talk about on your podcast, like um, podcast and um, your TikTok space, but still like it takes a certain level of, obedience confidence to be like I am not gonna live in fear anymore I'm gonna do what I feel like I'm supposed to do yeah
1: (laughs) yeah no that story is actually really funny because I feel like I haven't shared it a lot but I I love it and that is because everyone everyone is like I don't understand how you're in high school and you are an influencer and how you're like okay with that and not like hating on (laughs) for that you're not which is so funny because I'm totally hated on it I am totally talked bad about and there are people who totally hate me because I'm an influencer because of the platform I have and I think I just realized now it's okay to be misunderstood and there are a lot of people who misunderstand Mm. me there are a lot of people who yeah yeah who don't even (laughs) who and I'll, I'll save like that part for your next question but the story of how I got started a lot of people will see it and that's that's one of the other things about dreams is whenever we look at other people, we see them achieving their dreams. But all we see is this like post-moment of something they've been working towards for five years. We only see the blowing up. The We only see the surface level. And so while it took them longer, we only see the immediate success. We don't see all the failures behind it that built that success. So for me, I started social media, I would say like a year before I blew up, basically. And this was this was really just a God thing, but I chose to start social media. I really, I was seeing people who were influencers and I was like, well, that would be so cool. You know, I love to talk. I love people. I didn't really know much about what it was. I didn't even know what I wanted to really go viral for, but actually, and this is kind of the rabbit trail thing, what I was talking about at the time, I was in the process of writing a book, right? So I never ended up publishing that book. It's kind of just For me, I think it was more of something that I needed to kind of heal myself. But I used, I did this book. It was a nonfiction book. And I don't know, I might end up publishing a book similar to it in the future. But right now, I'm like, you know, I'm just going to keep it for myself. But it really helped me grow a lot. And so at the time, I was like, well, I would have to have followers if I wanted to get this book. So I really started posting on social media while I was like, had this manuscript of this book, right? And I hadn't finished it. But I thought, I'll just start posting. And I as I was posting, I started really falling in love with it. I was like, this is cool. So I started really posting on this newer account in February of this of last year, I believe. And then in April, I finished the manuscript, (laughs) barely had any followers. and I was like, well, and then I started trying to edit the manuscript. And I was like, this is just not me. Like, I just, I really want to write a book and way down the road, but I'm probably gonna to have to have people help me because like this is just this is just too much for me right now, so I kind of put the book on hold, and I was just continually doing social media, and I really enjoyed it, so I remember my first semi viral video, I guess happened that summer, and I was like, oh my goodness, like, I got 200,000 views, this is crazy, like, oh my goodness, and I was at camp when that happened, I literally remember it happening, and I remember I just kept going, and I, and I think sometime in the fall, I really felt like God was like, hey, talk more about me, like, this doesn't just have to be a space where you talk about me, but I want you to include me into your life, like, I'm definitely a firm believer, in God wants us to use our gifts, like, he wants us to be Yes. our whole self right like he wants you to be yes. emily completely um mm-hmm. and he wants me to be claudia completely and it doesn't and mean the
0: motto of uncensored yes nailed it yes <laughs> like
1: like i don't think that jesus is like i want you to be a watered down version of yourself so that you can accommodate me right i think that yeah. whenever we're our fullest self, especially our fullest self in Christ, then we're actually able to be our fullest self, our healthiest self, right? Yes. And so I think that's kind of what my vision was is I want to show people I saw a lot of Christian influencers and they weren't really showing their life as much as they were like, okay, I'm just gonna talk about Jesus, but I didn't really get to see them. And I wanted people to see somebody who it was like, okay, this is somebody who's a normal human being who has bad days too, who has good days. And this is there also happened to be
0: a Jesus follower like you
1: can you can have both right which definitely
0: was, I have to pause that was so convicting for me because I've been like debating like on TikTok because I'll do TikTok here and there just like as a joint of my coaching business mm-hmm. but it's like I'll, I'll always be like oh they don't want to like see like every single move I'm like <laughs> and I still do post lifestyle stuff but like not oh you know what I'm right. saying right yeah yeah, that was, yeah, that was good. No, I, I love it. That that's Continue, that's
1: something that he's worked on me with. It's just like mm-hmm. seeming like, "Oh, I have cuz everyone tells you niche down, right? And I think mm-hmm. that what I felt like God reminded me is I don't want you to niche down because did I create you as a niche? No. I created you as a mm-hmm. full person, right? So like when you yes, there are parts of your life you're not going to share on the internet, but you also like I want you to show yourself and who I created you to be, and so I started doing that, and I really believe, like, there was a time when I think that there was almost, like, he was hiding my account a little bit, like, people weren't following me, like, there were a few followers, and it was weird because people were telling me, like, if you just post and do these things, XYZ, you're going to blow up, and I wasn't blowing up, and it didn't make sense, and I've been doing it for almost a year, and I had about 2,000 followers by December, and I just really prayed, and I was like, okay, God, like, It would be so cool. I really felt like the Holy Spirit was kind of leading me like, hey, pray for, just ask for 10,000 followers. So I was asking him for 10,000 followers. And I remember it was coming time, my birthday, February, which would have been like a year since I was posting on that account. And so she's like, oh my goodness, my birthday's coming up. Like, okay. I mean, this would be really cool if I got 10K by then. But at this point, I only had like maybe 3,000 followers on TikTok. But I was doing the exact same things that I'm doing now, right? It's just that I had less followers. And it was just absolutely mind blowing because I got 10,000 followers two days before my birthday. My one of my videos of me like speaking really blew up. And it it was me speaking on something that i had written in this manuscript of this book. So it just kind of all yeah. tied together. And so it was yeah. that blew up. And then five days later, I got 20k and five days later, I got 30k. And it was in a span of three weeks, I got 50,000. And I was just mind blown. And what I really felt like that God said to me in that moment was, Claudia, you worked for a year and you were diligent. And I didn't really, like, allow you to hit these massive numbers because you weren't ready yet. So he was just like, it's not that I don't have the resources. It's just sometimes I want you to wait until it's the right time. But when it's the right time and you're ready, I want you to have this. I want you to. So it was just, and it was cool for me because he was like, hey, I didn't just, like. Like I more than tripled that, like you wanted this yeah, much and I it's, gave it's you more, but I'm so happy that I didn't get the platform before I did, because to your point, like, it, man, if I had gotten it before I did, then I'm sure it would have been awful, even worse at school, you even worse. been in a
0: different spot.
1: Correct. Exactly. Yeah. And I wasn't yeah. ready. Like I had to learn how to deal with things, but I think when it goes to the confidence and how to deal with other people, um, I don't know why. I think when I first started the account, I didn't sync my contacts on TikTok. For some reason, I thought that just meant nobody would see it. But I've also <laughs> had this kind of like faux confidence that I'm like, if that popular person was talking bad about me at school, then like, okay, like they just don't get my vision. They just like, and and even when I had yeah. two hundred followers, I was like, well, whenever I, whenever I make it, then they'll they'll see it now. And now that I, I don't even think that I have really like made it, quote unquote. But like. Now that I have more followers, I don't even see them that way. I'm just like, you know, like yeah. I'm just a person and they're just a person. Yeah. And I sometimes... I know. I always
0: tell everyone in here, I was like, you guys aren't my followers. Like, I don't want to call you, yeah. nerd, you guys my friend. I know. Yeah. Exactly. Exactly. I, I think it's really... I, like, I even hate being like, oh, I'm an influencer. Because
1: I'm like, no, I just... Mm. There are a lot of people who follow me and that's like yeah. awesome. But yeah, I, I, I don't feel like I changed from that, that week or three weeks that I went from... 2002 because I was doing the same thing yeah so
0: long way to answer your question I love that (laughs) (laughs) I also think you like kind of brought up something important and it was from two separate occasions but when you said like you kind of had to put like your book your manuscript aside because you were like oh I'm I'm gonna need more help for that Mm -hmm. I think leadership requires delegation um in a very literal sense Mm -hmm. like you ask your people for help like I like call on my like marketing friends all the time I call my mom who's a teacher like I like I hired I just had like a little um I just attended a workshop for with a coach uh, a faith-led business coach like this literally yesterday and today like I love it leadership requires delegations like you aren't meant to be the lone wolf (laughs) who does everything on their own that being said like and I know that this has shown up in like I'm sure so many people can testify about this for many different things but it was almost like when you decided like, hey, I feel nudged to pray for 10,000 and include God in this Mm -hmm. aspect, then it's like, we're also made for dependency on the Lord. So that leadership, that is delegation saying, hey, I'm handing this thing over to you. I'm asking for partnership here. Like, I know that you will turn everything for good. And that type of delegation is also so critical in leading anything because it's like if you're depending on your own understanding or you're coming from a place of striving like you will always fall short to the standards of everybody else Mm -hmm. and or the standards of yourself I should say because we're not able to meet every single person's needs we're not able to make every single person on this planet happy but it's like when you find the dependence on God and you say like you are for me you are not against me and like my portion is is from you. Then you're finally able to carry out what you were called to lead and you're able to do it well because you know that it's not defining your self worth, it's not defining who you are as a person. It's just something that you're able to implement into your life and hopefully bring positive impact to other people. So I think you hit on a, an important note that I honestly didn't even think of before this episode. But, I, I love
1: yeah. that. And I think, like you were saying, I think if you're a leader, something that will kill you. Is just thinking, oh, I have it all together and I can do everything. The whole Mm -hmm. point of like we are better as humans in a team of people and a like group of multiple opinions. And so whenever you think, oh, I can do it all myself, like oh, I'm whenever pride kind of starts to well up and you think that you can do it yourself, you end up falling because oh my goodness, then I just got hit by a blind spot. Well, how did I not see that coming? Right, because I was this perfect leader. And then you're like, oh, because if I would have listened to them, if I would have gotten their help, their opinions, I think a valuable part of being a leader is knowing your weaknesses, spotting those and asking somebody who has strengths in those places to come in and enter in and and spot those and work with you. But you can't just kind of approach situations as a leader and go, oh, I have this all figured
0: out because. Yeah. Which is totally. Sorry. No, no. Yeah. Because you don't have (laughs) it all figured out. That was literally. Yeah. 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 And I think that's totally, um, an act of self-respect and like being the work I produce is going to be meaningful and it's going to be meaningful because I honor where I'm strong and I honor where I'm weak, both the same. And I think, um, modern day sense, we like to like gas ourselves up Mm -hmm. and to a point it's beneficial, but Mm -hmm. when we do it too much, when we inflate ourselves too much, when that fails, then, then we tear ourselves down. And then we go to that place of spiral and our mental health starts and then you never try anything again. And then you're just negative self-talk again. So I love that of understanding your weaknesses and being okay with that (laughs) and being like, I'm just because I have a weak point, just because I'm not as advanced in this field as someone else is like, there's still room for me to grow. And the work that I'm producing still matters. Mm. Um, And it's actually like a good thing to be in community with other people. Because you can all learn from each other. Then it's not that like lone wolf mentality of like, I have to do everything on my own. Because that weight of the world is too heavy. Yeah. No one can carry that on their shoulders. Well, and
1: that's that's yeah. so good. I, I loved how you were talking about how like, oh, I may not be completely capable in this area, whatever, and identifying that. And I think that the biggest thing is sometimes like when we compare ourselves to other people and we just mm. see the, the capability thing, oh my goodness, they're doing it this way and they're really good at this. But sometimes we go, well, I'm not as good at this part, or maybe I can't do it, whatever it is. Um, but I think it's really important to note that, like, know the fact that you're different from them. You have a different set of skill sets. That doesn't mean that you shouldn't try the thing. It means that you have been built for, a. a you are on this earth for a specific, like, U-size space to accomplish a U-size mm-hmm. thing. And so, like, yeah. you're not going to be me, and I'm not going to be you, but that's good and that's great because if if you try to do something my way and it doesn't work okay that's fine don't try to do it my way try to do it your way because when you do it your way and you find out oh my goodness this is how it works for me that's authentic to me then you're finding what aligns with your gifts and your talents and you're actually achieving what you were you were made and crafted to do like we can't all do things the same way so it's like okay Maybe I'm not as good as this, but I'm really good over here. And you got to identify the things you're good at
0: and go, okay, I'm going to use these things. Yes. And then the product of your work is going to be so much richer. Mm. And I don't say work and just like, oh, I have to have like a business or I have to write a book. Like work meaning even like the relationships that you have in your life or work meaning like how you organize your morning routine. Just like like, everything can be assigned meaning if Mm -hmm. we want to give it meaning. I like to give things meaning because I don't want to feel like I'm just on a floating rock with nothing matters because then it's like, well, why am I, you know what I mean? Right. Yeah. Um, but you also bring up a good point. I forget exactly what you said, but it led me to the question that I wanted to ask you of um like what steps would you give or what advice would you give someone on how to reach that place of boldness to step out of their comfort zone, maybe, you know, throwing aside comparison. We're doing a little comparison series here where we had two of three. Um and just ultimately like walking into like your you size space. Cause I like that little analogy mm-hmm, um, mm-hmm. and like taking up all of your you size space and not shrinking yourself.
1: So, so I, I guess think... my question is <laughs> walking out boldly. Yes. Yes. I think I I'm all about practical because people tell me like these really yes. great things and I'm like, okay, but how do I actually do that tomorrow? Like, yeah. how do I, how do I do this? And so I think that one of my, my best tips would be, A, it's really hard whenever you're um, around a lot of other people, like it's really hard whenever you're constantly surrounded by other people's opinions, and they're always telling you, oh, well, this is what you're going to do, especially I feel like whenever you're in school and some work environments, but I feel like especially in school, like this happens a lot, and I, there's, there's like a mental rule that I like to use, it's like the 30-30-30, and it's literally, okay, 33% of the people in this world are just not going to like you no matter what you do. Like, no matter what you do, they're just not going to like you. 33% of people in this world are going to love you no matter what you do. Just like you love. Some people you just click with, and you just can't help it, but you love being around them. Some people, there's no reason. Like, if somebody were to ask you, like, oh my goodness, are they an awful person? Well, not necessarily. I just don't like spending time with them they're just not my type. like we just don't click well then there are these 33 people depending on the environment the situation depending on how things happen whatever they they could like you or not like you whatever but in my mind that kind of made this set number of like hmm I'm gonna do things on my own two feet they're either gonna like me or not but like if I do something fake because they're, it's so funny because it's like it's one thing whenever you present yourself as like oh This is what people will like. Like, the generic watered-down version of yourself. And it's like, there would be times I'd fall flat on my face, and I'd want to tell people, yeah, but that's not the real Claudia. Like, you don't even see the real me. And then it kind of was a self-check of like, well, then why aren't you showing up as yourself? Like, if I'm going to fall flat on my face, I want to at least fall being me. I don't want somebody to be like, oh, you're so stupid for that. Well, that's like that's not even me. So that's, that's the first thing I would say is just realize that there are going to be some people who, no matter what you do, they're not going to like you. They're going to be intimidated by you. When you're bold, you put a target on your back. And that's just kind of the truth of the matter. Whenever you're somebody who yeah. goes and you're like, okay, I'm doing this and I love it and whatever it is. Why? Because people see boldness and typically it's something they don't have. And so they're going, well, how are you confident? Why do you, why do you accept yourself? Why are you confident to do this? And so I think it's like recognizing, yeah. okay, I'm going to be bold and I'm going to be myself and there will be opposition here. But just because these five people that I'm around don't like me doesn't mean that there aren't five other people in the world who would like me, who will like me and will accept me. So the super practical tip I'd say, right, fake it till you make it. Um, and I, I don't say that, like some people are like, what do you mean? I mean, walk into a room, like physically, and don't be like all on your phone, like Walk into a room, look at the four corners of the room, make eye contact with people. When you're insecure about oh my goodness, like why am I in this room? I don't feel comfortable being in this room. You can think that, but act like you are very comfortable and normal being in this room because typically everybody else is also thinking the same thing, like, oh I don't deserve to be here, like Why am I here? And when they see you confident, then they just assume you're supposed to be there. They just assume you're doing what you're supposed to be doing because they're thinking about their own narrative. Like We're all very much in our own world thinking about things. So I would say a lot of my confidence has come from reframing how I see things and pretending to be like super bold and confident, um, even when I didn't really feel it because I was like, okay, I'm going to be afraid. And I'm going to do this anyway. I'm going to step out and risk it and do it anyway. And after I get done, I'm like, oh, I'm so happy I did this. I'm so happy that I can tell myself at the end of the day I showed up for myself and I did this. Even if I had to put on this front of like, I'm supposed to be here whenever I didn't really feel like it. Mm -hmm.
0: Yeah. I love that. And I think you also make a good point. Like when we are able to, you know, we fake it till we make it, but then when we do, we get to that place of comfort Mm -hmm. where, because after a while it is going to happen, like you are going to get more comfortable and then that's going to be your comfort zone. And then there's going to be a new bridge that you have to cross. Mm -hmm. But when we allow ourselves to be called higher and when we allow ourselves to, you know, grow in areas that maybe we have a little bit of fear in, then we're showing other people that it's okay to step into the same types of spaces. And, you know, try new things and walk out in boldness and not be afraid of judgment and when you do that to someone there's going to be those 33 percent that say you know they just don't they just don't get it because it's something within themselves they're going to say who does she think she is what makes her think that she can do this but then there's going to be the 33, 33 that are like yes claudia i'm cheering you on and then there's going to be the 33 that can kind of go either way and they're going to be the ones that are going to be like wait you're doing this like i guess i could do this too maybe and then Maybe immediately or later down the road, they also feel inspired and like they're able to call and lift themselves up. And you're just keep nailing uncensored values on the head, I love head it. because <laughs> that's also something it's like when we live out who we're destined to be, it inspires other to others to do the same. And I think when we are actually walking in confidence and, you know, knowing who we are and not being afraid to do the things that we feel burdened on our hearts to do, when it allows other people like we're more joyful and then other people are inspired and then they're more joyful. And then like your entire, like the people that surround you, like it just creates this little joyful bubble. And I'm not saying that like nothing bad will ever happen. Obviously that's not true, but it's just like you have this foundation of like love and encouragement surrounding you. Like, for yourself. And then when you extend that to other people, like they feel it extended to their peers. Like, I just think it makes the world go around. Like when you truly live out who you're supposed to be. Yeah. Um, yeah. Um, so that kind of leads me to my next question that I wanted to ask you. And I know that we probably got to this a little bit in the beginning also, um, with the like, Oh, well, like why can't I mindset, but do you think anyone can be a leader? And what about factors like, you know, age, gender, money, all the things? Yeah, I think um, the first thing that comes to my mind is, I think that
1: there are different types of people. And I think for some people, leadership comes more naturally than others. And so I would definitely say that there are some people who anybody can be a leader, right? But I would say in a funny way, not necessarily everybody should. And yet, I think that you can also, it depends, because you you can be a leader in your own way, in your own field, right? That doesn't mean you have to lead a big group. Because whenever we're talking about leading a big group, there are obviously some people who are much more better fit than that than others. Some people are great at following, but they will be a leader of the followers. Because all the followers will look at them and be like, oh my goodness, I want to be what you're being. And so I would say overall, yes. Because I think in your own way, It goes down to, are you able to lead yourself? Are you able to instill inspiration with other people to where they want to follow you? Um, And I would say that leadership is less about the title and more about the responsibility, more about the person. Um, Mm -hmm. In my mind, a leader isn't necessarily, obviously it can be, but there are two types of leaders. There's the ones that's elected leader who, or by title has given themselves, oh, I'm the leader of this group and I'm going to do this. And then there's, like, a – and you'd see this with class assignments, class projects, right? It's, like, the person who's, like, okay, guys, I am going to get this all figured out. Here's a schedule. And then you would have the person that everybody would turn to in the class. And so whether it's, like, the bossy girl who, like, has everything organized and 17 highlighters. Okay, guys, I'm going to make a schedule. We got this. And then you had, like, the jock who did not care in the back of the classroom who everyone's looking back and going, well, what are you doing here? Why, like – It doesn't really make sense to all of us, but I think it's because there are people who naturally build trust and followers Mm -hmm. want to – they look to them like, what are you thinking? What are you doing? Because whenever you move, whenever you do something, then Mm -hmm. we want to follow you. You're a trustworthy leader. And so I think that whenever I talk about leadership – I want to focus on making myself somebody who, even if I don't have the title of the president of the blah, blah, blah club, right? I want to be the person who, when they're going, hey, we want to make a decision. I want to be the person who heads turn to me and go, okay, what are you thinking? Because they know that by the way I live my life, I am somebody who makes good decisions. I think that. you make good decisions and whenever you're a person who leads themselves well and who's secure and confident and leads in the little ways, then whenever it's time for a big decision to be made, people want to. So I'd say overall, yes. And I would say focusing on the little things, focusing on leading yourself, focusing on being a good leader or friend to your few friends, then when it's time for bigger decisions, that's what those people are going to come back to.
0: Yeah, I think, wow, that was really good. And honestly, I'm not going to say it wasn't the answer I expected you to say. I kind of expect you to be like, yes, everyone can. Um, (laughs) Not that that it's bad. I loved your answer Mm -hmm. because I think it just opened up this, I don't know, new insight that Mm -hmm. it's like, yeah, the little choices in how you lead yourself matters. Mm -hmm. Because I think like I, in my eyes, I was like, oh, everyone's a leader because everyone, a leader is influential Mm -hmm. and everyone has influence. Mm -hmm. But I, Now I'm like, okay, everyone can be, everyone can have influence, but not everyone can be a leader Mm -hmm. because I think it's when you said like how you use that influence, like, are you using it for good? Mm -hmm. Are you leading yourself well? Mm -hmm. Um, Do you hold yourself to a high moral standard? And then like, how does that play out in your day-to-day life? Because otherwise, not that you need people looking at you to make all the decisions, but it's like, if you can't even trust yourself to lead yourself well, then not what makes you think other people are going to, cause that sounds really mean, but (laughs) but it's like, you want to be able to lead yourself well before you put yourself out there. And I also think that's an an act of self-respect to be like, no, I am taking responsibility for my actions in my life. And I'm a contributor to my own joy and a contributor to my own success. Like, you know, there's that whole thing that we talked about earlier. Like we depend on other people. We depend on God, like to help us get to those Mm -hmm. places. But it's like, we are like, the dry Like, we can sit in bed and rot all day long, or we can be a contributor to our own success. Right. So it's like, how are you using your influence right now? Mm-hmm. And then if you have those big dreams in your heart, like steward your life well right now, and the leadership part in the grand scheme of things will come natural. And I, there's also that verse, I want to say it's in Proverbs, but I'm honestly not sure. <laughs> um, wherever your treasures are, your heart will mm-hmm. also be. So it's like, if your treasures are in, you know, stirring the pot all day long, if your treasures are in self-loathing. Right if your treasures are in you know unhealthy coping mechanisms then what makes you think that you're going to be able to you know you and that's why like I don't not that I would not that people call me an influence some people call me an influence and I'm like oh stop you are an influencer (laughs) you are totally an influencer but that's why like I understand when you said earlier that you don't even necessarily like that title Mm because when I think influencer I think like people just whipping out halls and like talking about gossipy stuff mm-hmm. like face to face their camera and I'm like there are young girls that are probably like comparing themselves to you <laughs> and I'm you know what I mean mm-hmm. like I think it's like you want to have enough self-respect to carry out your life well whatever that means for you and then be able to use the influence that you have for good so it's like kind of like get your heart right like do a little mind check and then maybe you can step into that leadership role it doesn't mean that you can't step into the dreams because I think especially like, um, in a faith-based thing, like I think God often qualifies the call and like, you know, he'll sanctify the caller, like as the call is being kind of let out. Um, so definitely like, I'm not, we're not saying like, don't go after things, but I also think it's like, well, just make sure that your heart's in the right place for it in order to step forward in that so that you, it's like protecting your heart in a way too, making sure that your heart's in it in the right spots for the right reasons. Mm -hmm. So, Yeah. yeah
1: that was a good answer. That's, that's really good. Um, Yeah, I think it's I think it's interesting because people can lead, but you want to be a leader worth following. So I think it's yes. like one of those things of everyone does have influence in their own way. But when you're talking about mm-hmm. like, who are the people who are actually leading who we're all looking to? I think that those things are ones that like, what makes a leader is the fact that not necessarily in whatever the specific field is, is that not everyone else is that leader. Like, like, the fact that there's distinction of a leader means that oh, there's everyone like looking to one that doesn't mean you can't be one. But you have to be intentional if you want to be a leader in that field. And I think that everyone can be a leader at some point in their life in some way, right, like in in different Mm -hmm. things, and in different fields. I think that's something we should strive for. But like, exactly what you were saying is like how are you using that influence are you somebody who's getting ready to use that influence in a good way so that when you're a leader people want to turn to you and people want to look to you so I I definitely think that everyone can be a leader I think it's probably just the the weird way that I define it in my own head though so
0: no but I I love how you said it I think it makes complete sense and I think honestly it's really refreshing and important. <laughs> to hear of you like that because it's like okay and it's also like a good little perspective shift for you like who am I looking at mm-hmm. who are the leaders in my life right. you know? especially like I cleanse my social media so often I follow very few people like you know what I mean mm-hmm. just because I really want to make sure that who I'm being led by even in small ways because everyone has influence mm-hmm. I want to make sure that it's valuable and beneficial and uplifting mm-hmm. and inspiring. So, yeah, I love that. And wait, and I love um,
1: that, too, because, like, who are you? Even on social media, who are you following? There have been some people who I feel yeah. like I'm, I'm tied to. Like, I have to follow them. And I think it was, like, in August mm-hmm. or September or whatever, I just, like, unfollowed a bunch of people. Because I was, like, I feel like I have some sort of relationship with them where I have to follow them. But I actually, like, don't. And their content is making me kind of feel worse about myself. So, just, like, <laughs> unfollowing them. There were some, an unpopular opinion, um, but like, so I now, I moved, uh, moved cities and stuff, but anyway, my freshman and sophomore year, I was at one school, and now I moved, and so junior, senior year at this other school, but it was funny, because whenever I moved cities, there were these, like, popular people, founding families, if you will, of the small town I was in, who, Mm -hmm. I, everyone always followed them, and I followed, like, a bunch of these people. And I just remember thinking like, oh my goodness, like it is not that deep. And I don't even know why I'm following <laughs> these people. Like these are awful human beings who have the potential to be great human beings. But I never was friends with you. Like you kind of treated me awful. So I don't really have to follow you. And I, I think yeah, that but... also just goes back to knowing your worth and knowing like, hey, like it is okay to press that unfollow button sometimes. Like, like yeah. everyone always waits until like after high school, which makes sense. But <laughs> I don't think anyone's really going to. Care much if you just go ahead and do it now. So anyway, yeah, yeah.
0: I'm with you, girl. (laughs) (laughs) All right, we're gonna head into the last two questions. These are just things that I always ask my guests, just because I like to see everyone's Mm -hmm. answer. Um, so number one is one thing you wish you could tell your younger self, and how that insight may have helped you.
1: Oh, I think I think what I would tell my younger self at the end of the day, I, I think this is like a two two part answer. The first one would be it doesn't really matter that much. So, like, freshman Mm -hmm. yourself, I think if people were to meet me whenever I was a freshman in high school, I was a totally different person because I put all these limits on myself and I just crippled myself because, you know, you're a freshman trying to figure things out, but I was not one of the popular people. And because of that, I felt like I couldn't talk to the popular people. It was like I had to talk with only the people I knew and I would stay in my lane and I was too shy and I was embarrassed to talk with anybody. I was embarrassed to make friends. I was embarrassed to step out. And really, like, do things that I wanted to do, because it was my personality to be extroverted out there. But my friends were like, oh, that's weird, that's awkward, that's cringe, or whatever. Um, and I think at the end of the day, whenever I look back, I'm like, I wish I would have just, like, I mean, probably this is also one of uncensored like, values, but just stay true to myself, to the personality yeah. that I had, like... Like this was stupid, but like pep rallies and stuff. I I always wanted to do the pep rallies, and all my friends yeah. were like, "That's so weird of you to want to do the pep rally." So what did I do? I never did them, right? I never got up in front of people because I was just too scared of what if I mess up, what if? And now I'm just like, well, what if you do mess up? At least, at least you did. At least you tried. So I think I would say, a, it's not that deep. Like even. Yeah. Especially, I would tell my high school, middle school self, like, it's not that deep. Go up and start the conversation with the guy. Go up if you want to be her friend and start the conversation with her. Like, it is it is not that deep at the end of the day. I think I would, I would say that. And I would also say, if people don't like you, then you weren't really meant to be, like, friends or have a relationship with them. I think there were so many times mm-hmm. with with guys, and then also with girls who I wanted to be friends with, whether it was a guy who I thought was cute, and I would just go, okay, here's my whole list of things that I would want in a person. And because you're cute, I'm just gonna put I'm just gonna put these traits on you. And so then I would expect like, I wouldn't even know them, right. But I would just expect that, oh my goodness, like they they have to be it because they're cute, right. And so whenever things didn't work out, or whenever things would, I would talk to them, and they would treat me like weird or whatever. And then I'd be like so distraught or it typically was more like I would never talk to them. So we just would never have conversations. And I would be distraught because I'm like, Oh my goodness, I'm losing the love of my life. No, girl, you didn't even know them. Like they're not that person <laughs> that you want in your brain yeah. who you envisioned. Um, And so I would, I would just say like, like whenever people and there were some people who too, I wanted so badly their approval and they just would never like me. And if that's the case, and it's like, then you don't need to be friends with them. Like there is somebody else out there who does want to be your friend, who will love you, and who will accept you. And like, what's the worst thing that could happen? You try and be someone's friend, or even an opportunity. Yeah. I think for me, it was it, it's been a big growing experience of shifting from like being so afraid. What if it doesn't work out? To realizing everything that's for me will work out. Like it, everything that yeah. is supposed to happen in my life. God knows and God is not going to be like oh oops I forgot to do this right like (laughs) he's going there are people who I know who do the craziest things and it's like how well how did how did you get to this place how did you get that relationship and it's like oh I did everything wrong but I'm still here because this is what Mm. was for me. So I would say I would definitely say um, I would I would definitely tell that to my younger self. I just I wish she would have gotten out of her head and just started to be like, oh, I like Claudia instead of just always picking apart the things that I hated.
0: Yeah, that is so powerful. I love that. That was that was so good. I think that's going to resonate with a lot of people in a multitude of ways. And I love how you tell stories. This is like, when I talk to my friends, I like bounce around. I like joke with myself. Like I I'm, I'm right there with you. And I think all my listeners are kind of the same way too. Cause sometimes I'll like put a poll in my story. Like, can you keep up with me? Am I talking too fast? And they're like, no, I'm with you. (laughs) I love it. I love it. So um, Yeah. So that was, that was beautiful. Um, and then last but not least, where does your motivation come from to live life uncensored? So like, where does your motivation come from to living authentically you to your fullest potential basically
1: i think and i this is such a cliche answer but honestly just my faith because i just Mm. i don't think that i would truly be able to step out and be myself if i didn't know that i was specifically designed for a purpose and i just totally believe that when god made me he didn't make a mistake and he didn't make my desires or my personalities a mistake and so I, personality, (laughs) I don't have multiple personalities, (laughs) although sometimes it might seem like it, Um, but yeah, and so because of that, whenever I have a desire, like, and whenever I have these things that I want to do, whenever there's a part of me that people see as weird, then instead of shoving it down and listening to what they say about me, I can be like, wait, but that's, that's not really me, like, that's not, you, you aren't the one who gets to find me because you didn't create me, and. God says, no, I created you how I wanted you so that you could achieve the things I want you to achieve and that you could like glorify me in your whole self, in your personality, in those desires, in those dreams. And so I think that's just kind of given me the confidence, the backing that I needed so that even when people, you know, are like, well, you're just weird. I don't like this part of you. Okay, that's fine. You don't have yeah, to like that part of me. You. I Maybe I yeah. wasn't put on this earth for you. Maybe I was put for another group of people who I could inspire or whatever. Um, but I would say, yeah, I, I definitely would say my faith. And I think that it's it's been whenever I've been closest to Christ and finding who I really am, who he made me to be. That I feel confident because I just walk into places and I know, okay, God, you have a plan for my life. And so, like, I don't have to be nervous. I don't have to. I, I can live uncensored. I can live my full yeah. self because yeah. God wants us to be original.
0: Yeah, he does not give us a spirit of fear, but of peace, love and a sound. No, mind. exactly. <laughs> yeah, You know what I mean? <laughs> so, yeah. And I think that's pretty much where everything changed for me, too. And I didn't like know it at the time. I always say like Jesus was at like pursuit of my heart before I even knew it. So it's like, but once I fully adopted and I understood it and I put my identity in Jesus, then it's like now I'm able to like do whatever, like mm-hmm. live how I want to be or, you know, Without wronging people. You know what I'm saying? But just having that sensor lifted from my yes. life and being like, I can live as me because that's who I was created mm. to be. So my identity is not found in any like worldly things surrounding me. Like my identity isn't found in how I, you know, if people like me or not. Um, and yeah, I just think that's awesome. So thank you so much for sharing. Oh, I
1: loved it. This has been awesome. And I've loved
0: this conversation so much. Me too. Really quickly before we wrap up, just plug. Um, all your socials, where can people find yes. you? I know you have a podcast yourself. Mm-hmm. Okay, so
1: I'm on TikTok, and I am the Claudia Campbell. So that's just, that's kind of pretty much all of my usernames. Um, same mm-hmm. thing on YouTube. But then on Instagram, somebody decided to take that your Actually, yeah, somebody has that <laughs> handle. And so I am Claudia Campbell with five L's. If you just type in Claudia Campbell, I will probably pop up. And then if you follow me, my podcast, I am the No Haters Club podcast, but that's also linked in my Instagram bio. So you can find me there, Pinterest. I believe I'm the Claudia Campbell. So, yeah, those are all my handles. Mm-hmm. Yes.
0: I love it. <laughs> I <laughs> Thank love it. you so much. This is a beautiful episode. Oh, it was, so it. it was so fun.
1: It was so fun. I'm happy good. that you invited me to be on it.
0: Absolutely. Thanks for joining. Yes. To all my listeners, thanks so much for joining Claudia and I. I really hope you enjoyed this episode as much as I did. Um, And yeah, wishing you all the joy in the world. Can't wait to chat next week.